Enswell Boxing. You're welcome on in. Ireland's Boxing Weekly Podcast on all things amateur, professional, domestic and international. If you'd like to find a link for all the previous episodes on any platform or if you'd just like to keep an eye on our social media, you'll find all of that and more in today's show notes. And you're welcome on in indeed. Have you ever spent time waiting on a bus, sat there, freezing, tapping your feet, shivering, no sign of nothing for about an hour, and then all of a sudden maybe two or three come along at the same time? Boxing in Ireland, we've had nothing for two years, and now we've got two shows all in the one night. And I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm reading that too. You can talk, Al. You've done nothing for months and now you get two in the one weekend. I agree. Who's complaining? Boxing is back and that's what we love. The shows I'm talking about on this fair island tonight, two years on, we have the very first pro boxing event in the Devonition in Belfast, Celtic Clash Everdoyeag. As well as that, almost at the same time, we have the pinnacle, we have the blue ribbon event, the highlight of all amateur boxers in this country's season, year and it is of course the elite senior finals at the home of Irish boxing the National Stadium on South Circular Road in Dublin going to run through all of that and we'll have a little bit of news update and catch up on what else is going around over the weekend as pertaining to Irish boxers so I'm going to keep it short and sweet we're going to preview all those shows we're going to speak to a couple of those involved and we'll have the views and thoughts of a true past master Whatever level your love is for this brilliant and sometimes brutal sport, whoever your favourite Irish fighter is or was, and whether it was the past eras of the likes of Joe Egan, Steve Collins, Wayne McCullough, Michael Carruth, or back to Billy Walsh, Paul Griffin, Kieran Joyce, or you can go way, way back and talk about the likes of Jim McCourt, Soxburn, Vince Feeney, Pip Walsh or Paddy Martin. The one thing that they all have and had in common is that they all too box in that famous old amphitheatre on South Circular Road. To kick it off, I'm delighted to welcome a fellow whose popularity, prowess and record sits comfortably amongst all of those names. Roy Sheen's amateur career saw him win Irish titles amongst the very best. He boxed and trained alongside the likes of Ken Egan, Andy Lee, Jason Quigley, Eamon Kane and Katie Taylor and many, many more. His interview on Enswell Boxing last year remains the most downloaded and listened to episode. Even in retirement, he remains as popular as he ever was. It's always brilliant to catch up and chat with Roy in what should have been a 5-10 minute conversation turned into maybe a half an hour where we chatted about boxing, the highs and lows of a career that just saw it all. And listen to him live and relive those moments as he talks about the experiences and the atmosphere in the stadium in Dublin on Irish finals night. It's a bit later than usual, but it's come around again, the senior finals. I remember going to watch you lads, and I've no qualms in saying it was a golden era. There was nights you'd go to the to the stadium and you wouldn't be able to draw breath in the place. There'd be smoke everywhere, there'd be crowd everywhere, there'd be noise. This is the best night in Irish boxing. Atmosphere in that place when it's, it's like a little cauldron, that just the noise can't get out. Your memories of it, Roy? Oh, they're very special. I can remember my very first senior, senior final. I was only 17. I thought... Jesus.
papers and press were ringing me and I was in the papers and all, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure on me, you know, um, because Paul McCluskey, like, he's a very skillful boxer or southpaw as well, but I can remember that night, it just came out, when you come out of that tunnel, it just, you know, it, it takes your breath in, it's unbelievable, and it's the, it's the, only, it's the only time, like, in Ireland, I know the pro boxing now, but it's the best feeling in the world. The band and the lights and the crowd at close quarters and you can probably pick out people as you know on the way to the ring. By the time you finished right you were an old hand. But does it ever wear off? Is there always the butterflies? Even at the at the last one, you won your last one. There's always butterflies. And I think if anyone said there's no butterflies, they would be lying. Best person in the world, no matter if, no matter who you're fighting, if even if you know you're gonna win, you just get them butterflies. If you're not human if you don't get them butterflies, but them butterflies can be good or them good butterflies could be bad. And saying that when good, like for me, if I get good butterflies and I'm happy and I'm dancing on the, in the dressing room and I feel good, when I feel good like that and hitting the pads and all that, I feel nobody's going to beat me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then walking up into that ring. It takes your breath away. Then once you get in the ring, once he says ding ding, round one, It was everything then, wasn't it? Because you had to win to stay to stay at the top and to stay in the squads and everything else. To stay Europeans and worlds, the ones like Europeans beyond and the worlds beyond. If we if if we didn't win, we're not getting picked for them. If you you know, if we don't win them, if you're not number one years ago, you wouldn't be going to the the worlds of Europeans. But now, if you're like you're in the top of thing, three or four things like that, like there is box offs. Yeah. So it gives uh, another chance as well. So probably if you underperformed or something, that there will be box offs, you'll have another chance. If we needed to, we needed to win. If we didn't come in, if we weren't, if uh, we weren't first or second, it's very hard to get picked for trips for multi nations. It's very hard then to get to get gold and silver medals to be kept on your grants. And if you don't get your grants, you, you can't trip, train all year all year long with like a, a like a, an athlete, you know. And if you're competing against lads who training all year and you're not training, it's very hard to compete. What, what's it like having fought one of your teammates and your international team buddies, winning or losing, and then having to go in not too long after and train together? Does it does it carry over or is it gone the minute the, the fight's... And Davy Oliver.
we always think he beat me and I beat him and we bet the heads off each other <laughs> and so on. But how difficult is that when you've got a fella that you're you're may as, you may as well say he's your brother because you're training and living together and training and travelling and and then you have to draw it out and, and, and just keep your distance for a while. It, it was very tricky because they, both Davey Oliver and Johnny's father, they were coaches down in the club and they were our pad men, you know, like, like Dom as well. Like the three of them being the, in the ring and like the boys not going to want the pads with us if we're boxing their sons. Yeah. Ah, listen, some fantastic matchups over the years. It was a killer sometimes, but we always stayed friends. That was the best way. And, uh, as they say, it's a gentleman's sport, and and that is the God on us, too. There's no better sport than than boxing, than gentleman's sport, and that will prove it. I think when you're looking at it from a distance, it's it's almost a three to four year cycle now. They're looking at Olympic cycles, and, and if you're in the unit, you stay in. anybody is unaware of how good and how highly rated Roy Sheen is and was at his peak Andy Lee has on record here on Benzwell Boxing as saying that he's the greatest boxer of his generation and when you think of some of the fighters that he was alongside that is some statement and it, it's it's uh, worthy and fitting for a fellow who's just one of the genuine genuinely one of the nicest fellows you could you could hope to meet or speak to having a quick look through the fight card at the stadium tonight it's of course the finals night there's three fighters who have no opponent they've received walkovers so the 54kg Jake Rappel 60kg Emmy Broadhurst and 75kg Olympic hero Aoife O'Rourke then at 48kg in the men's we have Ricky Nesbitt of Holy Family in against Cuevin Logue of Springstown in County Derry 
75 kg Sean Donaghy of St. Canis's versus Gabriel Dawson from Olympic in Galway. That will be a cracker. A cracker. And 63 kg Eve Woods of Corinthians versus Gillian Duffy from St. Mary's. 66 kg Keisha Atwell of Galway versus Casey Rock from Ennis Kerry. And we'll hear from Casey in a few minutes. 81 kg Nell Fox from Rathkeel in Limerick. It's Bethany Ducey from Castle Bar in County Mayo. 86 kg, another smasher, Fuelan Rahal of DCU in Dublin. He's in with the everlasting Darren O'Neill from Paulstown in County Kilkenny. In the 92 kg, Marcin Skalski of Athlone and Westmeath is in with Jack Marley from Monkstown. 92 kg plus Thomas Morn from Cavan BC faces Marth- Martin Keenan in Rathkeel in Limerick. And two I missed on the way through 71 kg, Kieran Malloy of Uchtarard in County Galway faces Luke Maguire of Esker in Dublin. And 80 kg, Tommy Hyde, St. Michael's at High. As Keelan Cassidy, Saviour's Crystal in Waterford, another smashing contest. And I understand that the early bouts are on from 5pm on the live YouTube stream, and then from 7pm onwards they go live on TG Cahar. Good luck to everybody involved in all of those bouts. I will endeavour to catch up with some of the champions and some of the fighters later on in the week. I've tried this week, but really and truly it's not the time when they're trying to put the finishing touches to their preparations. But we'll catch up with them soon enough. I'm going to put the links for the for the fights tonight and for the coverage in the notes below today. Just before we get on to listen to Casey Rock, Roy asked me to pass on the best wishes to all the fighters tonight and especially to Brandon McCarthy and his other club mates from St. Michael's in Athai. I think I think it's noticeable. You'll hear the the, long, the longing, the grow in Roy as he speaks so fondly and remembers so well his 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 golden moments and trust me there were some golden moments he's um he's a special character he's honest he's really wears his heart on his sleeve and he would love nothing better than to be lacing up the gloves and to go for a spar or to be back competing at some level any level and trust me when Roy's level was at its best it was the very very top level amongst the very best and he sadly, at the end of the call, he did let me know and he asked me to remind or just to let people know that it's official now that injury has um, officially retired him from boxing. And I have to be honest, it saddened me when I heard that. His, his battles and his surgeries and everything else to get back, he's, he's realised that it's, it's, it's impacted greatly, not just on his, his sporting career, but on the quality of his life. And don't forget, he's still a, a young man. He's got a young family and, you know, Sometimes after, especially after the last couple of years, you start to take stock and you look at what's important and you, you realise what's important. And as much as we love boxing and as much as he loves boxing, it's, you know, when it's impacting that like that on you, you've got to make a call. And sadly for us boxing fans, but happily for Roy, it gives him now a chance to build and start enjoying the next phase of his life. And I wouldn't rule out at some point in time, somewhere along the line, to see that that famous old face making his way to the ring with a with a towel over his shoulder as he leads one or who knows many of, of fighters to the ring and gives some of the knowledge because trust me there is a whole lot of knowledge garnered over the years. Casey Rock is, of course, the daughter of the legendary Pink Panther Jim Rock. Jim, of course, won titles at four different weights as well as winning Irish titles on his way through the amateurs. We've had both of them on here. I'd say 
I'd say it's a couple of years ago now, but um, I'm regularly in contact with both of them. Jim, of course, tonight won't be able to sit up and watch TV. He loves his, uh, he loves his Saturday night telly and a shout out to Jim. So I hope it's great to get the messages. He, he indeed messaged me the other day after the episode with Eamon Lockhorn, who was his stable mate at one stage. Tonight, tonight he's in the corner of his daughter as she makes her first appearance in an Irish senior final. Now, I've been texting Casey during the week. We've been organised to chat a couple of times and between one of us or the other, it didn't happen. And um, through no lack of effort or through no anything, it's just through life and through things just getting in the way. But this is an interview she did earlier on in the week with the Greystone Guide, uh, a fellow by the name of Paul Byrne. I found it online and rather than not have a word from her at all, I wanted to just get a little bit. I've had to try and edit out some of the noise in the background. So you're going to get a little bit of a thin sounding voice but uh, as always I've always said that I believe Casey is the Tracy Pickett of boxing she's got that very very good voice she's very well spoken she articulates very well right now she's balancing her new college life with boxing and holidays it's all it's a standing joke between myself and Casey that she's either coming off one holiday or going on another and of course it's light-hearted and it's jokes and it's always great to speak with her and hear from her and I'm really really looking forward to catching up with her later on in the week where hopefully she'll have this title her first senior title around her waist I was trying to keep up you know the fitness and then I just knew the longer the lockdown went on I said I'm gonna take a little break may as well take it now you know enjoy you know the most you can of the lockdown I know there's not much you can do competition has been the quickest it's come around you know since they said okay elite championships you know you haven't boxed in two years elite championships in six weeks so this is the biggest competition you know in ireland that you can possibly get at senior level so they told us on a friday and i had booked to go on holidays on monday so then went on holidays i'm still just keeping up the training you know as much as i could i was doing a bit of pads came home tested positive for covid and that was another week off so then i was left with you know three weeks to go then till the competition uh, but luckily my fight got pushed out then, so I wasn't on the very first. So obviously my fitness was not great, you know, and I, so then I thought, okay, first night back, you know, which was, what, maybe three weeks ago now, back in the actual club, back, I was like, right, I'm going to be great tonight, you know, I can like flat out train, I'm going to be really good, I'm going to impress him. And I got in and I was terrible. My fitness was so bad. It just wasn't the same, you know, when sparring is completely different to like right. bags and whatever. So I was like, God, I'm not going to be ready for these leagues. I, I said, no way. Wednesday came, I was better, and then every day I've just been progressing. And now, this week, I, I actually can't wait to get in. Olympics is kind of the goal now, you know, 2024 isn't that far away anymore. So these elite championships actually mean quite a lot, you know, in the coming years. So there's only three years left now until you're at Paris 24. So I have to, it'll be a year before that. So I've really only two years now to kind of, you know, make, make my mark on the Irish team and show them that, you know, I, I should be the one that they should take. So. So yeah, all things considered, it's a mixed bag of inexperienced young slicksters who will nervously make their way to the court, to the ring tonight in the National Stadium. They'll while away the hours and they'll be probably chewing nails and watching the clock and all sorts. And it goes all the way through to the uber-experienced and no less skilled or talented Darren O'Neill, who of course has been through it all before. But as you heard from Roy, it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any less jittery. The butterflies will always be there. And with many of our Olympic stars not yet back training, it reminded me, it bring it, it does bring mixed feelings, I suppose, when you cast your mind back a couple of years ago. It's, it's more than a couple now. Uh, but it is, of course, it's understandable. It's, it's this time especially, with barely six weeks or so since the Olympics, and before that, of course, the hugely long layoff, which affected everybody, especially our elite athletes. 
the likes of Kelly Harrington, Emmett Brennan, Aidan Walsh and Cole. Not available yet, but uh, I allowed my mind to wander back to days and years gone by. And I used to love travelling up on finals night to a a sold out, jam packed and electric amphitheatre where we had in, I think it was 2009, barely six months after Beijing, we were treated to a truly incredible finals night. It was it was truly memorable. And off the top of my head, the bouts that I can remember, of course, were Eric Donovan against Ross Hickey, a local derby, uh, Phil Sutcliffe against John Joe Joyce, Kenny Egan, of course, Tommy McCarthy. And the one that really stood in my mind was Cara Frampton and Davy Oliver Joyce. What makes it all the more incredible is it was barely six months after the Beijing Olympics. It was, it was, yeah, I suppose we can't allow ourselves to say, oh, the years gone by or the past was better or the old days were better because it's just different, you know, and that's the demands that are really on our elite athletes right now. In that same year of 2008, Katie Taylor won the second of her five world titles in China. She won her first EU championship gold medal in Liverpool and she was in the early throes of a career that has gone on since to defy logic, to defy critics and to break barriers, reset records as she goes along the way. Katie Taylor, of course, hails from Bray in County Wicklow, where Casey Rock also comes from, where Dana Morehouse comes from, and where Eddie Tracy comes from. So you can see it wasn't planned, but that's in a in a kind of synchronicity. That's the way it's played out. It's a town that gets a lot of negative headlines over the years, sometimes deserved, sometimes not so. But tonight and this weekend, it should be in the news for all the right reasons. It's providing top-class elite athletes competing at the very top level, representing their town with pride, um, with respect, and bringing a newfound focus on a town that is steeped in glory and sporting glory over the years. So big shout out and best of luck to all those fighters who step out in the stadium tonight to make their own little piece of history. Enjoy it as much as possible because as you've heard from Roy, it doesn't belong before those nights are just a part of your memory. The second of those two buses that we said come along at the same time, Pro Boxing makes its return tonight at the Devonish with the 12th instalment of Celtic Clash. Smaller crowd, smaller card, but no less effort and no less work has to go in to bring these shows to fruition. Inevitably, in these tough post-Covid times, this card struggled. It looked like earlier in the week it may fall apart, it may fall off. It looked in doubt at one point, but credit to all those and to all the lads in the background who made it happen. It goes ahead with five fights on the card. Robbie Burke versus Jerry, Jamie Morrissey is the top of the bill. And I'm, I'm going to be honest here in this one and probably get myself in trouble. I think this is, I think it's very unfair matchmaking. I think uh, both fighters, from what I can gather, had fights fall away and it looked like they weren't going to feature. And then it was decided to put them together. Um, Jamie Morrissey doesn't have the experience that Robbie Burke has not saying that he doesn't have a chance not saying that he won't be able to compete and he won't be competitive what I'm saying is uh, Robbie Burke has an extensive career at amateur level and Jamie of course is coming to boxing he's had one pro fight he's coming here from kickboxing so it's a lot of pressure on him he will he will do what he does all the time he'll bring that intensity he'll bring that toughness I wish them well and credit to them both for stepping up and for filling the voids that others have left. And when we're talking about voids, let's let's be honest here. Um, there's nothing worse for a boxer having gone through a camp, having put their life on hold for, what is it, six to nine to ten weeks sometimes, trained, lived the sport, dieted, cut weight, trained maybe twice, three times a day, paid for all of that, 
rallied around, got sponsors, got tickets, buyers, done all of that. And come fight week then, your fight falls away. Now for that to happen, it can be bad luck sometimes, but other times it can be... When you start to see patterns forming and you start to see reason, the same reason over and over again, you start to wonder why. Why is it still happening? And I don't want to go down the road of naming names or mentioning people, but I think anyone that's on the card or associated with the card will know who I'm talking about. We've spoken about fights falling away in the past and it's been received with some toys thrown on the floor and tossed out of the pram. This is nothing to do with organisers. This is to do with people... Uh, agreeing and accepting and then not holding up their side of the bargain um i hope i hope in future that this is eradicated it's it's prevented and it doesn't happen anymore because it's not easy on fellas who are as i said putting their life on hold and putting everything they have into it jake Henney was due to box tonight his opponent fell away and thankfully into the breach steps dominic donegan now again it's a little bit unusual uh, it's a whole lot unusual if you ask me for an active professional athlete to be exhibition matching with another one. But in hindsight and in light of what everything has gone on, it's uh, it's a credit to the both both these lads for stepping up and for taking the fight. And who knows, it probably might just open up a rivalry. Dominic comes in off the back of two losses, so it'll get him a little bit more experience back here on home soil. And of course, Jake, the wizard, we know all about what he can do. But one fella who has no such worries, nothing to worry about, no such concerns is Eddie Tracy. Eddie is one of the most honest, one of the most affable and one of the most pleasurable fellas to chat with on the scene right now. He's always available. He's always willing to give his time and there's never, ever any BS with him. And I caught up with Eddie on Friday night after the weigh-in, refueled, he had the feet up, he was relaxed and ready to rock. And he was giving me his thoughts on lockdown and this first fight back. I switched on. Well, not that I switched on. I always switched on. I was just as more excited than anything, you know. Yeah. Um, as I said, when you does it take much? You look comfortable at the weight. You look in great shape. Does it feel like boxing is back now, or is it going to take a couple of camps to to shake off the the, the remains of it? Or, or how did you get through the whole layoffs and lockdown? Yeah. Yeah, I, like I just uh, switched on. Like I knew eventually he was going to come back, and I was only saying that the Johnny from Irish Box area, like it doesn't feel real. Now arriving the fight week, like going getting ready for the weigh in. So yeah, I had a call coming in. Yeah, uh, it right. didn't feel real. So uh, nice feeling then, and it's, it hasn't sunk in yet. Like, but uh, once I made the weight, then I just I knew it was time to switch on now and uh, start getting focused for the fight. You know. Yeah, and and there was a lot of people that he dealt with it in a lot of different ways. Um, some didn't, some did, and and um, from your own point of view, how how did you manage it? How did, did it affect much, or did you just keep keep the head down and get going? Or it, it, it was it was hard. Now, in fairness, like I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. Like not having a day, you ask any fighter, not having a day secured, um, or day in place that you're fighting is is difficult. Like, but like the training side of it wasn't difficult because I love to I love training so I'm always training always taking over in the gym just uh, the weight was um, diet and everything like I wasn't I was eating clean but not as I was still enjoying myself as well but I knew I had that time to enjoy myself I said look there isn't much fights happening I don't think it's going to happen for a while but just keep myself in relatively good shape so that when a fight does come I won't be long whipping back into shape and uh, getting getting ready at the weight you know but uh, it was frustrating. I'm not going to lie, it was very frustrating. 
um, not having a date. But once I got a date, just everything just switched on. They, they click switched and uh, boom, ready to go again, you know. Yeah, and as anyone that's new enough to listening and that's new enough to boxing, because there's a lot of lot of eyes on the sport lately. Um, fighters are a different breed when they have a date on the horizon. It's a whole different ball game. So, oh, hundred percent. So, hundred um, percent it is. You're four and zero, Eddie. It seems it seems a lifetime long a lifetime ago now since the last one, but it's it's not really. Know, yeah. You're young, you're fit, you're strong. When someone says the name Eddie Tracy, they think knockout. They think power. And I think that's a little bit unfair to you as well. But does it bring pressure, or does it bring anything else, or is that just are you happy with that? I like you decide that, but like I, I never go into the to a fight looking for or looking for the knockout. Like I'm always prepared to go the distance all the time, you know. Um, so obviously, if the knockout comes, like if it presents itself, it's I'm going to take it. Obviously, but I just, especially this fight, I'd like to go the distance. Um. I like to go to distance every fight. Like I prepare for ten weeks, twelve weeks, like to to for that to go to full distance, so we're ready to go, um, and get the rounds and get more experience. But obviously, like if the knockout presents itself, or if you land a shot, a heavy shot, and it hurts, you know what I mean. It's gonna affect the fight, and if it comes in, you're gonna take advantage of a full full advantage of the the knockout, you know. But um. No pressure on my to be to answer your question. No pressure really on me. I'm just I'm just in there to box, and then if it comes, it comes. But I'm always prepared to go the distance. I don't listen to the crowd. I just listen to the coach in the corner, and just if it comes, it comes. You know. Yeah, from the crowd point of view, it'll be still Ireland being Ireland. It's 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 slow to come out of. It was slow to get into it, and we're slow to come back out of it. So you'll have a limited crowd, but typical. But you'll have a crowd nonetheless, and it's a million miles from where we were this time last year. Yeah, hundred percent. Even like, because there was there, there was meant to be, I think, seven fights on it originally. Now there's five, including one all um, Irish fight for the headliner. But still, like, with that, I think forty people I have coming up. Well, I think forty plus anyway, because a few guys got tickets online. I sold thirty eight, and I think ten or maybe more even got them online. You know, so I could have to be a nice crowd there, like even with the limited capacity. Um, there'll still be a, a decent crowd, you know. Yeah, and I've I'll be speaking to Casey in a few minutes, and um, I've said it to you in the past, and I've said it to any of the, any of the contingent from Braid. We see far too many bad headlines about the area, but this weekend it's all about good. It's all the good headlines, 100%. big headlines. It's a credit to ye, and um, does that does that something you're conscious of? You're you're flying the flag for a for your town. It's it's special, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially with Katie Taylor coming from Bray, it's uh, hard to try uh, match her achievements now. But uh, yeah, no, still, still, it's great talent in Bray. Um, like you say, I get a lot of bad press, but there's more uh, positives than the negatives, you know. Yeah, we've Dana and Casey in the in the seniors this weekend. We have um, you have Regan, of course, who's who's treaded yeah. that path in the past, and yourself. Yeah, and um, there's plenty more as well. Um, Carol O'Brien. Oh, is there's a still great, more great young fella, talent so. coming up. Plenty more. Yeah, absolutely. There's more young talent. Plenty of talent coming up from Bray. Yeah. So you're you're leading the way for them, and you're 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 showing that that there is other options. You know, it's not all it's not oh, all yeah. to say. Eddie, I don't 100%. want to keep you too much longer. There's lots of change in the game between Sky, the Zone, yeah. Probellum. Do you think it's going to affect or help Irish fighters in any way? See, that's the difficulty with um, being with a small promoter. Like you can't help. Like it's difficult to run shows enough as it is. Like, but if you have these guys, you if you had like a decent backing coming in to sponsor Irish shows in the Republic, to run say four or five shows, 
small hall shows like you well not even small you be if you had a decent investor to come in and put these shows on and uh, they're they're the best fights that you'll see in the, in the likes of them shows you know all Irish lads fighting in Dublin are normally four or five times a year you'll have all Irish fights you'll be cracking fights um so with the with the likes of the zone and and all the other broadcasters coming in yeah is is they've always really been there so is it going to affect the small hall shows too much I don't think so but obviously if we did have someone decent to come in um and take over the small hall scene and put it televise it or or stream it and somehow it would be a hundred percent well I think to answer your question I think uh not not gonna affect us too much, but obviously it would help if you had someone someone's backing, you know. Yeah, I think with the likes of Ben Shalom and Carl Greaves that are gone in with Sky now, you're gonna see a mix. It's not all gonna be just focused on the big shows. Hopefully some of the, the likes of the prize fighters and those open up doors because we we've always had good winners. We've had John O, we've had Eamon King, Kane, yeah, yeah, Willie that's Casey. Right. So who knows? Who knows? Um, that's it. just to finish up Eddie as I said to appreciate you giving me some of your time the night before no worries Al no worries what, mate what does the 24 hours before a fight mean for Eddie does he have any rituals superstitions things you like to do or, or where do you go to uh, I just go back after the weigh-in I usually just get a good feed um, chill out then go back to the hotel and just chill out and get focused it's more, more so just about resting now and yeah, getting focused now the 24 hours before a fight Obviously, you, you fuel back up on good foods and plenty of water. And then nice nice sleep tonight, good rest. And then wake up in the morning, it's fight day. You're ready to go, fully focused then tomorrow tomorrow morning and uh, zone in, get ready for the fight. And do you sleep okay? Are you one of those lads? Oh, I, I sleep no problem after the way. After good feed, it's, it's been a, like a while since I've had a nice big full <laughs> belly because you're dieting so much, so... Uh, the nice food today always helps with the sleeve and no problem. <laughs> well, look, Eddie, it's a credit to you. The, the condition you're in on the scales, it's 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 a credit to you. And the one thing I want to say before I let you go is no fighter be anything without his team, without his backup. You've got a special group behind you. Do you want to give them a shout and talk to us a little bit about that? 100%. Like, I've, I've been with Mark Buckley since my um, amateur days. Um, well, even before I started, like, I only started boxing then. Mark said, do you want to get a few fights? So I've been with Mark since the very beginning. And... Uh, I'm gonna stay with him, but he's always been—he's more so, more than a coach, much more than a coach to me. But uh, yeah, Mark's my main coach. Jeff Carl as well help is come into this. He's been with me since the start as well. But Jeff Carl is always with me. Uh, we've had a new coach come in there the last year or so, Shane Field. Uh, obviously, my old coach as well, Tony Mullen, is still there. He comes up the odd time and helps out. And then my sponsors as well. This camp, I just like to give a quick mention to out. It would always help me. I wouldn't be able to fight. Obviously, people don't know the costs involved in pro boxing. You think that you're a pro boxer, you're going to yeah. get paid thousands to fight. It doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> There's big show costs and a big contribution costs that you have to pay. So I'd like to mention um, HD Hair Design, if I can. O'Keefe Paving and Landscaping. U-Value Spray Foam Solutions. Quality Nutrition World and Upholstery Designs. I wouldn't be able to deal with their backing, without their backing. And, and it's a credit to just, them just said I get a mention in. yeah it's, it's yeah absolutely Al absolutely yeah well listen 100%. Eddie all, I, all I've left to do is wish you the very best of luck mate you've always been great with your time you've always been great replying with your messages and comments and stuff all I yeah. can do is wish you the best and I look forward to the big the big fights that are going to come in the future for you that's it hopefully I much appreciate your time as always thank you very much for your time out. also appearing on that card tonight are Owen O'Neill Colm Doyle and Liam Walsh the Kingdom Kid, 
who makes his debut on the card. In the Devonish, there's a dinner, I think, served beforehand, fights after, and who knows who you'll bump into while you're around there. I believe there are a couple of tickets left. I'm not 100% certain, but good luck to all the fighters tonight. Good luck to the promoters. Good luck to everybody behind the scenes who have put it on and made it possible because, as I said, it's not easy at the top level. And so when you drop it all down and filter it down through to the levels here in Ireland, it's definitely no easier. So shout out and best of luck to everybody involved. And just before I wrap it all up, shout out and thoughts are with the the Iron Craig O'Brien who had no luck last night in Italy. He attempted to change his career path to put himself on that big stage similar to Tommy McCarthy as he took on Samuel Namoa last night in Italy. It wasn't to be. He boxed admirably. He represented well. He was doing well. I would say, and I don't want to be controversial, I might be a little bit biased, but I think I think it might have been a little bit of an early jump in, a little bit of an early stoppage. Whatever the case may be, um, big shout out to Craig. I was again due to catch up with him last Sunday and he was going shopping and I was going collecting the little fella from training and between one thing and another, it didn't line up for us. It's a it's a little bit of a trend for me lately. I'm going to have to get my act together. But Craig, keep your head up, my man. Uh, you've always been a special talent. You've always been a credit to yourself, to your camp, to your family and to your community. And I'm, I still look forward to catching up with you. But listen, take time now to to rest to adjust to some sense of normality and hopefully we can catch up soon so we've covered the stadium we've covered Belfast we've covered Italy last night and finally last but not least attentions turn Sunday tomorrow to three more Irish boxers in action in Berlin would you believe the Slovak rebel our pal Vlad Belusky talks on David Markadze who is boxing I understand for a global boxing council title uh, never heard of that governing body before but listen it doesn't matter because when Vlad makes his walk to the ring you know it's serious you know it's on and two more former stable mates in Keen the Iceman McMahon and our good pal Francie the Butcher Boy Lozoho are both in on the card early afternoon show best of luck to you lads shout out to you y'all you're um, attempting you've never stopped you've never stopped uh, working and living the life and now you're attempting to get the career path back on track and nobody but nobody can fault or doubt you for that. I can't finish without a shout out to a recent guest who's proved extremely popular with listeners in Enswell Boxing. It's been one of the best episodes downloaded in the last while. Of course, Carl Greaves, who trains David Avenesian, and David defends his European title on Sky Sports Show tonight. And it makes me smile. I can't help smile when I hear the likes of Conor Ben, I hear the likes of Virgil Ortiz, I hear Eddie Hearn mention Avenesian's name. And that's all it seems to happen. They just seem to mention his name and then forget about him again. And would you blame them? Because I'm not too sure Conor Ben would want to be anywhere near the opposite corner from David Avenesian. When you see what Josh Kelly happened and, and Conor Ben isn't remotely close to Josh Kelly so I, I just think and then throw into the mix Lewis Crocker what about that you know but Lewis is mannerly he's respectful doesn't get into all that BS and doesn't have anybody pushing him forward to get himself into a fight where he's genuinely outmatched. Would he be outmatched? Not a chance. No way. He would be more than capable, a more than suitable opponent at any level at this stage. But they'll make their own course, as does David Avenisian tonight. So big shout out to Ava. He's one of my favourite fighters of this new era for boxing, and I'll be watching and wishing them both well. That's it for me and them until then. 
Shout out to the sponsors, of course, Irish Power, the best Irish energy drink in the market right now. If energy drinks are your thing, if you like them before training or after training or after matches, you got to get this stuff. you got to taste it. And I'm going to be running a competition over the next couple of episodes and over the next couple of days on the social medias where we'll be giving away some free. So keep an eye out. All you're going to have to do is like and share Irish Power energy drinks of course our old pal Ross and Violent Gentleman where would I be without you my man I'm eagerly anticipating the arrival of the courier but due to Brexit deliveries are slow so I cannot wait Violent Gentleman are the most relevant boxing brand on the market right now their stuff is just top quality the design everything that goes into it believe you me I know how hard this brand and I know how hard Ross is working in the background so shout out to you and thanks very much as always really really appreciate it. and last but not least Mike and Top Pro Boxing this is the boxing season everything is back you want gum shields if you want wraps if you want gloves if you want headgear if you want to look the best feel the best and be treated the best there is nowhere else to go in Ireland Top Pro Boxing Mike and his team They're 30 years or more in business. They're Irish-owned, Irish-run, exporting to over 80 countries, would you believe? So, thank you to all the sponsors, to everybody who's behind. Thank you for taking time to download, to listen, to share. And I'm going to give you the link again today. I'm going to ask you, please, please, spread it around. Share it. Tell everybody. Tell anybody. As the evenings get cold, it's time to light the fire, put the feet up, watch the boxing on the telly. For me and Demelton, then... Stay safe, stay sane, and remember, all's well that ends well.